sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Have you ever felt like you're just wandering aimlessly through life? Like life is happening to you? Like you're just playing a part and not living your life? Well, there's good news. It doesn't have to be that way. It's really possible to live your life. And one easy way to do so, or at least to help do so, is by having a plan. And that's what we're going to talk about today on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into our topic for today, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, or if you have ideas about future, for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is, of course, by email. And the address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald, and I'm joined in studio once again. Two weeks in two, three two, weeks in a row. Now? Maybe three. I don't even by, know. by Renee Kranz, and the planet right now is to have you back for a few more weeks right. in a row. But we'll see if that actually happens or not. <laughs> yeah, you're always changing your mind. We'll see oh, how I today found, goes. I found someone better. You're we'll out. see how this week is. I never say that. <laughs> you don't have to, just because that's what your in your voice says. That's we need. To, that's something you need to work on there, Kranz. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Renee, who who is Renee Kranz? Uh, I am the interim communications director for the Diocese of Sioux Falls and the editor of the Bishop's Bulletin, uh, married to Ryan for 19 years, um, happily married to my dear husband. Uh, I never say that, and I should. It's been good. I presume it's true. <laughs> it's been good so far. Um, <clears throat> lived in Sioux Falls about 16 years from Watertown originally, so Very haven't good. always lived in South Dakota, but pretty close. Pretty close. Had a few years in Iowa. Uh. <laughs> Wow. Now we have listeners in Iowa. You'd be nice to the Iowans. Come on. So, okay. um, Renee, when we talked about this episode, you you commented that you I think you said you wandered aimlessly for a little while. You wandered aimlessly. So, so just as as I the that opened to the show, did that so did that make sense to you yeah. then the idea of? Um, I'm still not sure I have a plan, but sure. Plan. <laughs> but, before, the first start, start is to recognize that you have a problem, right? Right. Uh, the first no. So so I think what I what I'm what I want to talk about the, in this episode is this is the this is the metaphor that's resonated for me for a long time because I too uh, for a time maybe not as long as you maybe longer I'm not sure uh, but there was a time where I quote unquote wandered aimlessly mm-hmm. and and the the metaphor that came to my mind is going to be lost on probably the younger generation they may have heard of these ancient things called pinball machines <laughs> um, so I felt Bill's like, <laughs> Bill's like what? A what you know what a pinball machine is um, our kids may not but but we right. do so a pinball what's a pinball the, not the machine but the pinball it 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 doesn't go anywhere on its own, right? Right, the spring thing that it launches it, and then the paddles and the yep. clickers and all it around, those wherever those technical whatever those <laughs> things are called. It, it gets flaps, flaps, paddles, paddles. Bill Thanks, Bill. Um, so it, it just gets bounced around from one thing to another. Mm-hmm. It never decides where it's going on its own. Okay, it's pulled by gravity. It's pounded by paddles. I need more P words here for the alliteration to continue. Uh, it's never decided. And, and there have been time. There was a period in my life uh, where, look, not at the time, I didn't re- I couldn't have named it. Right. But I felt something. And what that feeling was, I was able to name later. 
I was living like a, where I'm being bounced from one thing mm-hmm. to another. Now, yeah, I'm not literally, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm not, obviously not literally a pinball, but I do choose to do certain things, right. but that my choices were tended to be reactive in response yeah. to some. So just like the pinball gets bounced by the paddle, mm-hmm. um, I would be bounced by, yeah, I'm choosing to do it, but there's a way where I'm just responding to the thing. I'm not actually stopping, thinking, considering, discerning, maybe to use a church word, and then deciding. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm going to do. So for me, there was a time where I was living like like a pinball, and, and what I desire is to be rooted that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that it's never changed. So our bishop, Bishop DeGroote here in the Diocese of Falls, talks about riding the wave of grace. Right. So there's a way in which being rooted doesn't mean never moving, <laughs> but there's a root where, where roots are sunken deep. So um, this is totally mixing metaphors, but yeah. there's a way where I can I can be rooted in the wave of grace. How about an anchor? In the wave of grace. There we go. Yes. At least an it's anchor. in the water. At least it's in the water. Right. <laughs> an anchor. But I, but the ship still needs to move. Yeah. But but it's still rooted in something. It's anchored by yep. something. Yeah. Um. So. So I, I briefly described the, the idea of the metaphor, and for, so for me, I'll give my example. It was when I was in college, uh, and I did have a plan for career and that sort of thing. But but it it wasn't so it wasn't a heavy enough anchor okay to provide stability in my life okay um, ooh ooh I got I would improve on our metaphor Renee <laughs> okay so a boat you know what a ba- the ballast is in a boat uh yeah something with the sail isn't it no no um, <laughs> <laughs> so especially bigger boat bo- so it's it's the thing like if you look at it like a like a, a navy ship or something like the the, the bottom of the hull there it goes down deep it's what it's completely keeps wrong <laughs> it's what keeps the 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 ship upright oh, okay so it's not tipping over sure so it provides some stability so it when, when the ship moves to the water, it's moving, mm-hmm. but why does it not tip over? Because, you know, especially Navy ships, they got tall mm-hmm. towers, whatever they're called, the, the, the sail, like masts, even a sailboat. What keeps it from tipping with right. a tall mast? Right. It's got that ballast on okay. the bottom, the the weight on the bottom of the ship. Not, it's not so heavy, obviously, the, the boat, the ship sinks, right. uh, but it provides, it keeps it oriented vertically. Okay, so for me, I I did have a plan, but the the, the ballast wasn't strong enough where I would I was kind like of topsy turvy, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so there was an aimlessness and just sort of I was the word I, I was adrift. Mm-hmm. Um, just I, I'm taking classes, kind of my people who have heard my conversion story. This 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 it was never sex, drugs, rock and roll. It wasn't. You know, I didn't get in a but just really lazy. Yeah. So my sophomore year in college, freshman year was fine. My sophomore year in college, um, I skipped classes all the time. And there was a, two, there's a, a 12 day period where thanks to cable TV, I watched the movie Die Hard 14 <laughs> times over 12 days. Like the original days. first Die The Hard. first one. <laughs> Get up late to maybe go to class. Oh, Die Hard's on. Oh, oh Die Hard's on. Maybe I'll watch it to do- twice today because it's such a good movie. It's not that Yippee good. Yippee-ki-yay, <laughs> Renee. Uh, 
I thought was a really good kind, movie. I'm kind of embarrassed for you right now. <laughs> okay, but I'm painting the yes, picture. You are. I'm painting the vivid picture <laughs> of aimless, young, 19-year-old Chris Bergwald. Right. Um, right. So, lazy slob, right? Um, that's what aimless, when it was happening, that's kind of what aimlessness looked like for me. Mm-hmm. You want to know what it looked like for me? Is that the deal? Yeah. So, well, for me, it was more about, we, we moved several times and. So this is, is this as a child or as a, as a, as a young adult? Yeah. After, after college. Okay. So I went to school for uh, journalism, for newspaper journalism and worked for a short time, about a year uh, at the newspaper in Watertown. And uh, then I moved to Rapid City and couldn't get a job at the this was like mid nineties and there wasn't this thing called the, inter- well, there was the internet, yeah. but there wasn't all this stuff you could do on the internet yeah, for yeah. writing and all this stuff. Right. So there weren't as many opportunities as there are now. And there were no positions open at the uh, newspaper out there. So I waited tables. I, this is when I then took the job with general electric as a, um, uh, doing telephone work, which was terrible. Um, <laughs> uh, so this, it became this, then we moved to Ames and it became this, whatever work I have to do to feed my face and keep us alive yeah. is fine. There's no plan. There was no, how do I move back off of this path uh, until we moved up to Sioux Falls and things became a little more settled. We knew we were going to be here for a while. And then I felt like I could start, okay, what am I going to do? Right. You know, am I going to go back to writing? Am I going to do something else? There was still a little bit of, um, uncertainty and lack of planning, but eventually I got on, I started a business as a home staging and interior design, which is a complete different thing, but did that for a little while. Um, once I, uh, shut that business down, then I went to work as an administrative assistant for seven years, which was far too long as well. But at about halfway through that, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I have to figure out what I'm going to do. So then I actually came up with a plan of, okay, how am I going to get out of here and do what I want to do instead of just being at everybody else's mercy to be able to have enough money to feed my face? Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what it comes down to, right? right. I got to feed my face. Yeah. So And so, and there's, I mean, in the secular world, I mean, there's life coaches, mm-hmm. there's all sorts of, of resources. Like this is a burgeoning industry. Mm-hmm. There's always been self-improvement books for, yes. for decades now, but particularly around living life uh, on purpose, mm-hmm. uh, being intentional about how you live. Um, that that's, that's, there's a cottage industry around that right. in a secular sense. But in the context of ignition, mm-hmm. um, I think what I, I really want folks to take away, emphasize is this aimlessness that many of us fall into for maybe it's uh, weeks, months, years, mm-hmm. maybe in some of our cases. Years. <laughs> uh, it doesn't have to be that way. And the big thing is, and I mentioned that there's good news, um, it's not God's will for our life. Right, that God, God. Not usually. Well, because actually, let me. Part of my story is that a lot of the things I did. Now, maybe He was guiding me a little bit in some of the choices I made in jobs to take. Sure. But the things that I did helped develop me to the point where I could be where I am now. Right. 
But but so when we say aimless, though, we don't see the purpose. That that right. means that we don't see the purpose. Right. We, we feel like we're just adrift. Mm-hmm. The, it, in fact, it might be that God is is orchestrating. But that, that's like, the I know point. you're adrift, but I'm going to make something right, out of this. Right, right. <laughs> and I think that's, that's the thing that, that that God desires. Well, God has a purpose for mm-hmm. our lives. Um, he wants us to live our life for a reason. He has a reason. There's a reason why God created us. And there is something, and, you know, you and I several months ago talked about uh, a, bush, a book that our bishop, Bishop DeGrood, um, had, has encouraged people across the diocese of Sioux Falls to read from Christendom to Apostolic Mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, and part of that is um, the times in which we live and with regard to Christianity, Catholicism, you know, where we're not, where we're at as a culture today is where, by no means where we want to be, right? right? But one of the, the big takeaways from that book is every person, for, for me and what I want people to hear, every one of us has been created for such a time as this. Right. That God created Chris Bergwald. And I'm, I'm going to be... To say something that sounds melodramatic, but I, I think it it's literally true. Mm-hmm. It's it's God's honest truth. Right. God has orchestrated 13 billion years of cosmic history to get to the point where Nate Kranz um, is living and existing in Sioux Falls, South Dakota in 2021 for a reason. Right. He has orchestrated 13 billion years of cosmic history. So Chris Bergwald would be sitting across the desk table from Renee Kranz on July 7th for a reason. There's a reason why you and I are here right now. There's a reason why you and I, and okay, well, yeah, but you guys work for the church. No, 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 no. Right. There is a reason, and maybe not for the doing the thing that you're literally doing right now right. necessarily, um, especially if you're sinning. Stop it, whatever it is. <laughs> Stop being mean to people that, uh, or whatever. That goes without saying, right? I think. Right. But but in the sense of God's divine providence, we talked a lot about divine providence a year ago in the early stages of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But it's always true that God is always working his plan and there are no bit parts. So if you, yep. his, the drama of salvation, there's no, um, there are no extras, Right. there's no extras in this drama. Uh, it's a comedy. It's a tragedy. It's an adventure, um, <laughs> but there's no extras. Every one of us is a scripted part yeah. in this dramatic performance right. and he wants us to own the role. Right. So when we, so, so well, okay. when, now that you say that, keep your, keep your thought there. But now that you say that the, the, the instigator to my path turning back to me getting a plan was me actually hearing God tell me, I want you to write for me in my car when I had the radio off, which I never do. And he was like, mm, okay, enough. Right. <laughs> so, he had to get me back on that, the right path. It still took a little time in between there, but that was the instigator. It was God steering. God steering, yeah. right. So if you're just tuning in, you listen to Ignition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, visiting today with Renee Kranz about living life on purpose, mm-hmm. having a plan. And really more, it's about recognizing that God has a plan. So... We're supposed to follow it. Right. So it's like, so, so it's, it, I don't have to write the script of my life. Right. The script's been written. Now I can try to write 
my own script, but the script's already been written. So, and it's, it's, it's the perfect script. Mm-hmm. So maybe I should talk to the screenwriter and stop fighting it so much. <laughs> so this aimlessness, that the, the, so what happens when you fight the, the screen screenwriter, is that the, mm-hmm. yeah. when you happen to screen fight, fight the script, when you fight the screenwriter, things like adrift or worse, frankly, yeah. I mean, aimlessness, uh, there can be a lot worse things mm-hmm. that happen than being adrift and aimless. But for me, for you, for a time, that's, that's how we experienced not really talking to the screenwriter about his, his plan for right. our life and trying to do my own thing. Yeah, for sure. So, so the idea here, there's, there is a plan for, for my life. So trying to discover, discern what is that plan so that you can live life more intentionally. Yeah. I think uh, when we, we started talking about this and this does going to tie into last week's episode on praying mm-hmm. for real. Um, what we're talking about today is not about how to come, sit down and come up with plot you know, it all out. Right, right. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I'm saying you need to have a plan, but I'm not saying you need to come up with it all by your lonesome. Right. I'm saying somebody else already has a plan for your life and that you have to discover, not create, not make, mm-hmm. but discover what that plan is. Yeah. And we, so that's, uh, so the screenwriter yeah. with capital S is God, <laughs> just to be clear here. It's not uh, Steven it's Spielberg, I bet it's not that, that S. Right. Um, so asking God, um, trying to discern what is his plan for your life in prayer, but then also conversation with people around you, hopefully faith-filled people, mm-hmm. and maybe you don't have those people in your life. Uh, I'm not talking to Renee, so go I'm get talking some. to so if I, <laughs> Go get some. But maybe, maybe, maybe if you know your priest, maybe mm-hmm. talk to your priest about, you know, I'm trying to, you know, uh, maybe it's big, like what my vocation is. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's, it's similarly big. I, I think it might be called to change jobs, but maybe it's a smaller thing, you know, it, it just trying to live life more intentionally. Right. I want to come up with a prayer plan. We talked to you about that mm-hmm. last week. I want to grow my, or maybe I want to become a better spouse. Right. I want to be a better parent. Uh, we talked a lot in last week's episode um, how relationships don't improve on accident. Mm-hmm. They require being purposeful and intentional. So life is not going to get better wherever you're at. Right. If it's great already. You know, you should you should say more often that you have a happy marriage. I know. Yeah. I should. Because <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, so we don't get happier marriages on accident. No. Right. They require intentionality. Mm-hmm. So to be purposeful about how to live our life, talking to God. What's, what is your plan for my mm-hmm. life? Talking to faithful people, maybe spouses, uh, et cetera, uh, priests. How do I, what is God asking me to do? Whether it's big or small. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I do a lot of, like we said last week, that's why I'm always asking, what is your will for me? Right. Cause I want to know it Yep. and then give me the desire to do it, please. Yep. <laughs> sometimes that's, Difficult too. So I know that there are some people who are listening and this idea of having a a life plan, whether it's discerned or not, is just feels rigid and constricting. It's a lot better than working at Perkins. (laughs) Okay. But (laughs) you and I, so you and I have like, you know, we have different personalities, but we have some things in common and you and I do like order. We like structure and so on, but not everybody does. So, Uh 
What would you say to maybe the the person who is a little bit more, I just want to go with the flow. I just want to ride the wave. Uh, I just want to live life by the seat of my pants. Um, What would you say to them in the context of living on purpose? Well, okay. So you're just throwing this at me right now. So I think I would tell them, then you need to ask God how you use that desire Mm. of yours to do his will. How can you just, are you more like John the Baptist? You're just wandering around preaching and whatever. And, you know, cause it seems like he didn't have a lot of a plan. Maybe right, he did, right, right. but maybe there's a way that you can use that, but do his will and not just, um, I don't know. You're talking about why riding the wave of grace, you know, surf all day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There we go. It's not a lot of surfing up here, but <laughs> and I think just because I know a lot of folks with that kind of a personality, we're not talking like like. So I'm somebody who, as Renee, I think you know this. Like I I plan my week mm-hmm. out. Where at work, at least, I give every hour a purpose. Yes, you are. I am not like that at all. Right. So, I, I do you know, fly by the seat of my pants a bit that way. Right, right, right. And and and, and I can make all, it's called time block planning. <laughs> and I can make all sorts of arguments why I think everybody should time block plan at least their work day. But I need to try it. I'm not going to do that now. I'm not going to impose <laughs> that on everybody. I'm going to propose it, but okay. I'm not imposing time block planning. Uh, but at least to... This, again, connection to last week. Lord, what are you asking of me in mm-hmm. my life? Again, you're the script writer. Lord, you have the plan. So asking him, and not like once. Right. <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to do that today. No, not part of, maybe this is part of your daily prayer. Mm-hmm. Lord, what do you, as it is for you, what do you want me to do? And maybe big picture, like big decisions. Right. But also, Lord, what do you want me to do for today? Right. And being intentional about how you live yeah. your day. Yeah, because I think... I mean, you have your personality traits usually for a reason. God yeah. gave them to you for a reason. Yeah. You just have to understand how you use those intentionally instead of just, even if you're not structured and right. ordered and right. everything, that's fine. Right, right. Now, some personalities are better than others, but that's in Obviously. the story, certainly. Uh, <laughs> Bergwald said that. I just agreed. <laughs> but you did agree. Um, so, so, so I'm not, I just want to, this is just a quick kind of aside here. I'm not asking, I'm not saying that we all need to like have like some sort of rigid schedule structure, but to recognize there's a plan for my life that, that is aimed towards my good, right? my -hmm. happiness, my fulfillment. I think that's the secret right there is that a lot of times we don't think about that, that it's for my good. Yep. And, and that's all God wants for us. Right. Right, right. He he desires my happiness, yeah. and he knows because I'm a, I can be a little kid. I can throw temper tantrums sometimes. <laughs> like what I <laughs> think, what I think uh, is for my happiness, actually isn't. Right, right. Because I'm flawed. I'm, oh, and that's so hard when that becomes apparent, and you're right. like, oh, oh wait a second. <laughs> so, so recognizing. So again, not trying to say you have to be all scheduled, but to recognize that there's a plan that's for my good, that's for my fulfillment, that's for my happiness, and trying to live 
in accord with that plan, discovering what the plan is, what, what, what the, the script for my life is, mm-hmm. and then trying to live according to that. And they get, that provides that ballast right. again, going back to that image so that my life remains upright. Now there are times, you know, when you're, you got to turn hard to port or whatever, and the ship is going to lean, you got to right. lean, but the, that ballast is still providing stability. Even as, as you're, you're making a, a, a sharp turn and you're coming about or whatever. And you can lean into somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Say more about that. You can lean into, into God, into Jesus. Amen. When those times are, when you're getting into that, whoa, I'm not so sure. I'm kind of actually in a little spot like that right now. So you, but you've got to lean on, on God a little bit and just say, okay, I don't really know what's going on here, but you gotta, you gotta guide me. Right. Right. Cause I don't really know what I'm doing. Exactly. (laughs) So, so this is where I, so discerning God's plan. And I do think this is where it's valuable. We talked about with prayer last week. You brought up actually a great point about accountability mm-hmm. partners, people providing accountability, <clears throat> but to have somebody, so, so it doesn't matter. So if you're married to you be your spouse, mm-hmm. um, but if you're not married, so I know priests, priests will have uh, uh, priestly fraternity groups. Sure. Uh, so in our diocese, our bishop is really encouraging priests to mm-hmm. have uh, a band of brothers, right. uh, a group of, of priest friends who help them remain accountable to to their own growth and, and being healthy. Happy and holy. Happy and is holy. Is that the right order? It is healthy, okay. happy, and holy. <laughs> okay. Um, so, but, so you, you, that, and priests are obviously single, right? Right. So whether you're married or single, to have a, a community around you where you're supporting one another, where you're walking together closer to the Lord along the particular path that he has called you individually to follow. Mm-hmm. So I think that's another thing um, that, that we we discussed with in the last week's episode of prayer, which is really important when you're trying to both decide, dis- discover, and discern what yeah. you're, and then commit yourself, decide to what is the script for my life, what is the plan for me to follow it. Right, we got about two minutes left, so just kind of taking a step back, thinking about living life on purpose, having a plan. Um, Anything else that comes to your mind in terms of questions that people might be thinking? Well, I think the discernment part can be a little tricky, and that's something that might take a little a little study on our part. Uh, I've been doing that a lot recently, um, is studying how to discern things in your life and oh. discern whether it's God talking to you, whether it's someone else talking to you, whether it's just your own desires and you're putting that before it. I think that's really important for people to realize that don't just take the discernment part for granted and think, Oh, I know how to discern. Right. I learned a lot in just, just reading a book about discernment and understanding, okay, well there's more to it than I thought. Right. So I probably better treat this a little more carefully. Right. right. Does that make sense? It totally does. Um, if other Timothy Gallagher is Mm -hmm. one, that was uh, actually the book. (laughs) So he's a spiritual writer. Uh, do you remember the book? It's the pink one. The pink. So it's, it's pink. I don't know why. You got the it's purple pink, book. Is it the white book now? The pink one. So for the Timothy Gallagher. I think it, is it salmon or pink? Uh, I don't. You don't know. I think. Okay. Anyway. One of those. Um, what happens when you live that way, then, Renee? When when you when you are attentive when when you re- first of all recognize there is a plan, and then you discover and discern what happens when you live that way. I think you have more peace and joy about your life because you you feel more 
confident that you're doing the thing that God wants you to do. Right, right. So. That sense of aimlessness yep. goes away. Yep. There's a sense of purpose. I'm not just, you know, we just celebrated 4th of July recently. You know, I'm not just on the lake, on the floor. You just... <laughs> Floating around lazily, I'm like uh, I'm like a, a raging river in the spring after the thaw, where I am going somewhere. Right. There's exhilaration. There's enthusiasm. There's excitement. Yep. There's adventure, and ironically, there's peace, peace and, and joy. joy. Amen. Yeah. Renee, thanks for being here today sure. on Ignition. Anytime. And that will wrap up with this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us the address ignition at sfcatholic.org with any thoughts, questions, or ideas for future episodes. And until next time. May God bless you.